Welcome in to Red Zone Radio. It is so great to have you. So great to be here. NBA playoffs tomorrow. Sorry, I do apologize. This will be getting put out there a little bit later than normal, but it's still going to be put out there. So uh, if you're listening to this on a Friday night, uh, or if you listen to us on a, a Saturday morning for the playoffs, or whenever you listen to this, uh, I greatly appreciate it. Just Mike is in Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcasts. We had uh, a rather eventful sports week this week. Uh, let me, th- you know, <laughs> I said let me think, but. <laughs> You know, I in terms of Ryan Tannehill's comments, Debo Samuel, uh, San Francisco had an interesting week in terms of, you know, what some stories regarding Trey Lance are saying. We're going to get into all of that. But before we get into all of that, I want to start with Ryan Tannehill's comments, the blow up that was made about them. Uh, look, this whole thing, and I saw a couple people comment this, and I completely agree. First of all, when I saw that, I thought to myself, you know, I, I saw it scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> and then I saw it, you know, a couple more times. Uh, I, I think I saw, if it wasn't six posts in a row, you know, on different sports things that I followed to keep up to date with the news, I, I saw it. Within ten posts of each other, the same comment on different Instagram sites. You know, uh, NFL, Fox, uh, ESPN, uh, all that. You know, Bleach Report, I believe, uh, all that. And I'm like, man, you know, normally you don't see something. The the only time in sports you really see the same thing. Is is only is is if it's an if it's a huge story, right? Like like if it's LeBron go to the Lakers, if it's Tom Brady, re- you know, supposedly retiring. Uh, if it's uh, if it's uh, you know, uh, a big play, uh, a video clip like that. But the other time, and, and you know, the other time you see is if uh, if it's a generally big story, if it's a big play. The other time you see it's if sports news just isn't that hot right now, isn't that if it's just there isn't that much going on, and they'll post it. But what's funny about this was there, there's sports news going on. There is uh, there was there's playoffs going on. There's all of this, and so I thought you know it makes sense why some people might pick it up, why some people talk about this. I could totally see it being a segment on a TV show. But my issue with this whole thing being turned in, it, it just got turned into a bigger deal than it was. You know, and people take that quote, it's not my job to mentor him. Um, and I'll talk about that quote, but I, I just want to say that this thing got turned, just got totally blew out of proportion. NFL players taking shots at Ryan Tannehill, former players taking shots at Ryan Tannehill, People debating whether he's right or wrong. Segments on shows. It got blue way out of proportion. And so I think that's first and foremost. Secondly, 
what Ryan Tannehill said, and I think this is true for a lot of things, and maybe you disagree with me on this, but in my opinion, I think there's a lot of things that could be true and could be right, but you just don't say them. You know, in my very, in in this illustration I'm about to give, in this very elementary, basic illustration I'm about to give, you know, if you have, I don't want to say, you know, let's do uh, Alabama and Auburn. If you got an Alabama fan, an Auburn fan, eating dinner together, uh, let's say the family gathering or something like that, and the game's not on, nothing to do with the game, you know, the game's not even, it's in the off season, and they're just eating together, and the Alabama, said, and the Alabama fan says how much a better program Alabama is than Auburn, how much they dominate the series, and, and as much as I love, uh, not as much as I love, um, and sorry Auburn fans, but th- that's a true statement, right? Like, Alabama is a better program than Auburn. Alabama typically wins the games. Uh, it's a good, it's a great rivalry. Don't get me wrong, but and it's fun to watch. But Alabama's better program than Auburn. With that being said, what what he said was right. That it really makes sense in the moment to say that, um, and that's my very elementary school illustration. And now, obviously, Ryan Tannehill's example is a little bit different because he was asked about it. And what Ryan Tannehill said was right. Um, it's not his job to make sure that when to make sure that while the Titans are trying to, trying to get him one foot out the door, that with his one foot out the door, he's reaching back in and making sure that his replace his replacement is locked and loaded, ready to go. Now. Again, I think Malik Willis, absolute steal as a third-round pick. This guy can sling the ball down the field. This guy can run. This guy is huge. Gets a little development. He's going to be an absolute uh, great quarterback. But the question is, was it the right thing to say in the moment? Um. Probably not. Now, in my in Ryan Tannehill's defense, uh, typically, I I think this is one of this is one of the questions, and and I'm not taking a shot at the reporter or anything, but this is one of the questions that a reporter asked asked knowing that uh, <laughs> knowing that. There is really no uh, middle ground response to it, right? Because he knows if he asks Ryan Tannehill this question, one or two things going to happen. If Ryan Tannehill says, "Yeah, you know, uh, I love, I love Malik. I love, I love that they drafted him. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help him every step of the way, help him develop, and when I'm done." He will come in and take and take hold, uh, take the controls, and he will be ready for it. If he would have said that, the reporter knows that this clip is going to be all over social media because it's the it's the nice picture kind of answer. Hey, look at the sportsmanship. Look at this. Look at these teammates. Older guy helping the younger guy. He also knows if Ryan Tannehill gives the answer that he gives, which he did. Then what happens? Then Ryan Tannehill is like, yeah. The, the, then you get this kind of. Then you got, and I'm not 
creating my show, but then you got different shows talking about it. You got every you got people blowing up on Ryan Tannehill. You got people coming to Ryan Tannehill's defense, all because of the question that the reporter asked. And so, it's a good job by the reporter. But with all this being said, the question is. The question that everybody asks that is asking, and I'm going back to what I originally said. The question that everybody asking is, what Ryan Tannehill said, right? And again, I'm going to go back to this. He may have been correct, in my opinion, he's right. And I, and again, I love Malik Willis. Not shot Malik Willis by any stretch of the imagination. It's not his job to sit there and and take care of his replacement. And I'm I don't even mean take care. I mean make sure his replacement is ready to go when he's gone. I can get behind that. I can say, you know what, Brian Tannehill? I, I agree with you there. The question was, was it the right thing to say in the moment? Now, Ryan Tannehill is, though, he has kind of made it clear by this response, and, and maybe this was his intention. I don't know. I don't know what the intention is, but maybe this was his intention. Uh, I, I want to make sure that people know that I was not okay with this pick. Now, that's a different discussion, right? And I'm not going to say he's right or wrong on that. But if that's his case, then then it is a different scenario. But the but if you're if the question everybody asking again is is the right thing to say, and the question you should really ask is was it the right thing to say in the moment? All right. All right. Here we go. 49ers, big 49ers stores. So apparently, reports are coming out of the 49ers. And by the way, uh, I was watching, I was watching uh, the herd, Colin Coward, um, and he was talking about the store, and so I looked it up. Uh, Matt Lombardo. Says I have heard that the 49ers staff has been continually underwhelmed by Trey Lance. He posted this on Twitter May fifth um, at one oh one p.m. Look, look. Here's the. And this, by the way, when I say this, I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying the story is wrong. I don't know. I'm never going to accuse someone of flat out lying. And I don't think he is. Um, here's the thing. Whether, but, but putting this story aside, whether this is credible or not credible, and I'm not questioning the credibility of Matt Lombardo. I'm sure he's a great reporter. But that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm saying that putting this story aside, this is what I said about the 49ers. I've been saying this on my podcast over and over and over again. If you listen to my podcast um, and you're regular listeners, I greatly appreciate. You're probably sick of hearing me say this, which is Jimmy Garoppolo was absolutely a great starting quarterback for your team. No, he can't run a four three forty like Lamar Jackson. No, he can't evade, you know, defenders like Kyler Murray. No, he doesn't have the arm strength of Josh Allen. No, he doesn't have the accuracy of Drew Brees. 
no, he doesn't see the field like Tom Brady, and no, he doesn't have the size uh, of a Patrick Mahomes. But my goodness, he wins games. He wins games. Who cares what he can't do and look at what he's doing? Look at what he's done. Every year in the NFL draft, and I'm guilty, and I'm probably more guilty of this than anybody, we want to pay attention to 40s and verticals and bench press, right? And those are all important things. They hold value. But the reality is, we always get memorized. It, it, it just happens every year in the draft. Um, with receivers, I see a lot. I see it with quarterbacks too. But but we always get, uh, you know, starstruck by the speed guy. And just to get this out of the way, no, that's not a shot at Jameson Williams. I think he's great. He's going to do amazing things. But we always, and I do too, by the speed guy in the draft. And we always typically, I and I see this with lists that are created. Every, this is an example of kind of what I'm getting at. I, I see this with lists that are created by these by NFL analysts uh, on Instagram. If you look at, at um, guys that have been in the business for a long time, Daniel Jeremiah. Okay, I mean, this guy knows what he's talking about with scouts and everybody. He knows what he's doing, right? This year, and I I hate to use this as the example because I love Jameson Williams. I thought he was the second best receiver in this year's draft. But I'm just going to use him as an example. A lot of, you know, if you're scrolling through Instagram, and maybe and maybe you don't have the same, you know, I, I doubt you have the same feed that I do because, you know, mainly my Instagram is just to keep up on Sports stuff, just news, right? Just so I can, just so I have the news story when it breaks, so I can do the podcast. And a bunch of these uh, Instagram pages and everything that I follow, a bunch of them have Jameson had Jameson Williams as number one receiver. And every time I saw it, I thought the same thing. It wasn't because I didn't think Jameson Williams was great, but I always thought that's just because they're paying attention to his speed. They love the speed guy; he's fun to watch. But what's interesting is. NFL scouts, NFL teams, the first receiver that was taken off the board was Drake London, who was probably the slowest receiver um, out of the top four, right? Because you had Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and then, of course, Jameson Williams. But but they chose Drake London. And maybe you fit their system or whatever, but they chose Drake London. Why? Because they saw something, and they went deeper than the, than the starstruck ability. Than the than the raw talent, and they saw something that was more valuable to them. And again, just to clarify, I think James Williams could be great. I think it was the second best receiver in this draft. But I'm just saying, and and I'm guilty of this too. Same with me. Um, to put James Williams number two, and I'm not saying it's even wrong, but I'm just saying that's what we did. And they saw something deeper than the raw talent, and they said we like the catch radius better than the speed. And so, when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo. What the 49ers did was they saw Patrick Mahomes and they faced Kyler Murray twice a year and they faced Russell Wilson. They faced Russell Wilson twice a year and they saw Josh Allen and they said, man, that looks 
I would love to have a quarterback like that. And they went out and they got Trey Lance. And by the way, again, I think Trey Lance is still going to be a stud. And this is just putting the story aside. But they went out and they tried to fix what simply was... Not only was what they were fix, trying to fix not broken, it was working absolutely fine. The system that they had, the players that they had. Now, Debo Samuel's mad, obviously, and I'll get to that a little bit. He follows back to point on Instagram. Jimmy Garoppolo has been just thrown under the bus, not by the 49ers, but I'm just saying by media, by everybody. And it's because we have this, we have something, this eye test bias, where, and I'm guilty of this sometimes too, okay? And and this, by the way, and, I'm, and I think Kyler Murray is, I, I take Kyler Murray over this, but this is part of the reason why I fell in love with Kyler Murray's game. He had just this, when you watch his game, it's just like, he's got great arm strength, can run around. I mean, so quick, so smooth, so hard to tackle. And Jimmy Garoppolo's not like that. Jimmy Garoppolo is he can't escape like Kyla Murray can. He can't escape like some of the great quarterbacks can. But you know what he does? He wins games. The If you take the past three years, okay, and you take out the COVID year, do you know what the 49ers have been to with Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback? Uh, Super Bowl where they outplayed the Chiefs for three quarters and a NFC Championship where they outplayed the Rams for three quarters. And no, and I understand you want to finish on that stuff and I get all that. But if this story is true, and I don't and I don't and I don't know if they feel underwhelmed. I don't know what the story is there. I think Trey Lance, no matter what, if they do or if they don't, will be a stud. He's got super high ceiling and everything. But if this story is true, the 49ers gave up all sorts of capital. And they were planning on trading with Jimmy Garoppolo. And the reality is he is your fit. He is your quarterback. Debo loves him. Your offense is unique, sure, but it works. I think sometimes we we want the normal, the the way that everybody trending kind of way. And a lot of times that can work. You saw the Browns go up and Arvin and Lake Deshaun Watson because they said we are in the AFC and we need a quarterback that 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 can that that ceiling is as is at least comparable to these guys like Josh Allen, Patrick Holmes, Russell Wilson joined the division. But if you're the 49ers, just like what are you doing? You're in a division now. That was great before, but you know what? You lost Russell Wilson, so the Seahawks aren't going to really be uh, that big of a problem to deal with. Um, you're, you're in a division that obviously some star power came back with AJ Brown. You got a couple of stars in the draft with Marquise Brown and AJ Brown going to the Cardinals and the Eagles. But you're in a conference that's easily that's easily that sorry that can be easily won. I mean, I mean. It's wide open. And you don't need to have a quarterback that can run around and make those throws. Wouldn't it be nice? Sure. And I would understand if you were struggling with Jimmy Garoppolo. But you were not struggling with Jimmy Garoppolo. 
outside the Chiefs, <laughs> outside the Chiefs, there has not been a team that has done what the 49ers have done in the past three years. Two of the past three years, they made an NFC championship and they made a Super Bowl. And I know, obviously, you want to win the Super Bowl and you want the stars to the quarterback, but... Oh, and by the way, the best team in your division team that wins the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan, can always, almost always beat with Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback. So I watch, I, I see I see them trying to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. To me, it's crazy, A, that another team doesn't want him, but I kind of understand it just because everybody, the quarterback market has finally, it feels like for the past three years, Four or five years, I'll even go. Every year in the draft, teams are just dying for a court. Like, like it feels like you've just had like a third of the league just absolutely quarterback starving, quarterback desperate. And now it doesn't feel that way. But I mean, you watch Jimmy Garoppolo. He wins just a crazy amount of games, not just games, wins playoff games. The only knock you can put on him is, hey, he gets hurt a lot. Okay, lots of athletes have their flaws. There's not a perfect quarterback in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is probably the closest thing to it, but even then, he goes through stretches where he struggles. You're never going to find a perfect quarterback. And... What the 49ers did was they tried they tried to get better than they needed to or really should have wanted to. Jimmy Garoppolo wins games, takes the Super Bowls, takes the NFC Championships. Um, Debo Samuels follow back to 49ers on Instagram. By the way, that was not shot Trey Lance in any way, shape, or form. I think he would be a great quarterback. I mean, look, he's probably going to sell the 49ers, but even if he doesn't, he's going to be a great, great quarterback. All right. Last story or connects to the last one. Uh, connects to the last story. We just talked about Jim Garoppolo. Debo Samuel is back on. Uh, back following the 49ers, it would appear as if now the draft's over, he will be with them next year. Look, um, Debo Samuel was not happy with the 49ers because he was saying, look, you know, either he, he was wanting to be traded, all sorts of rumors, he unfollowed him. And uh, now he's happy with them again. And I'll say this. I'll say this much. I, uh, who, uh, who said it? Ah, man. It was some, on the, heard today I was watching the great point. I think it was Mark Sanchez or, it was Mark Sanchez or Jason McIntyre. And, uh, they were talking about, you know, Debo Samuel's connection to Jimmy Garoppolo because 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 they are tight, um, and they are you know, and so 
is Debo Samuel following him back on Instagram? <laughs> is it a, a, a sign, a, a, an indication of what's going on in the camp? What's going on? Jimmy Grapple, Trey Lance, all this. I don't know. I don't. I, I personally think it is. It could be. But we do know that they like each other. We do know that Debo liked Jimmy Garoppolo. We do know that players have come to his aid to defend him on Twitter, saying you guys still question our quarterback after this stat, after this win, after this, after this. You still question him. And uh, I love Trey Lance. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this again because this is not anything against. Trey Lance. He's a stud. He's going to go somewhere. He's going to be a star. If he's not in San Francisco. That's that's if he that's if he's not in San Francisco. He's going to be a star, okay? He's a stud. The the only thing I'm saying in here is look. You had a good thing going with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not, I'm not uh, I'm not trying to go on about this. But Jimmy Garoppolo, you had a good thing going with Jimmy Garoppolo. And you had a good thing going with Debo Samuel. And right now, at this very moment, you got Debo Samuel following you back on Instagram. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo still has not been traded. You can still savor it. George Kittle, you can still savor it. But you got to stop at this moment. Look, sometimes we try to change things that don't need to be changed. Jimmy Garoppolo's situation didn't need to be changed. It was fine. Not fine. It was good. It was better than outside of the Chiefs. The Their average destination to the past three years as to where their season has ended has been better, has been better than 31. Then third, sorry, has been better than thirty other NFL teams besides for the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, man, you can you can tell me you can talk all about what Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have in his tool set in the talent category. But when you look at wins, you can't tell me what he doesn't have. And don't tell me that it's because he's got all this great talent around him because he does. And don't tell me it's because he's got a great coach. And he does have all that. It's playing other quarterbacks that got that too. They're not putting up the number Jimmy is. All right, let's talk a little bit of basketball before we wrap up here. Uh, Grizzlies. All right, I shouldn't. I should never flip-flopped. I said I flip-flopped from Phoenix to Dallas. Now I'm not looking too good. <sighs> With that being said, uh, I love Luca. I love the Mavs. Uh, it's hard for me to sit here and say they're going to make a comeback down 2-0. Um, obviously, they got to win the next two. Okay, well, look. First of all, if they don't win game three, it's over, obviously. Um but let's be real. If you don't win the next two games, it's it's, it's the series is over. Um, you cannot right now, considering that, and I don't think they're going to get swept. But Dallas cannot go back to Phoenix and that crowd with anything less than the series being tied two two. 
they they just cannot. You can whether you, what even if you don't get swept, you cannot go back to Phoenix with a closed out game on the line. CP3, Devin Booker, you just can't do it. Um so you're going to have to win the next two games. Um they're not going to get swept, I don't think, but man. I, I was rooting for him, and and I like the Phoenix Suns too. Just don't get me wrong. I, I, there's not really anybody I, I'm rooting against, but you know, it would have been fun to see Luca in the finals, and you know, a Luca Giannis finals. Um, that would have been that would have been certainly interesting. Good. I gotta tell you, man, Dallas has got to get. Um, Lucas, some help. You can see it. You you see this a lot. Um, you know, you know, you see it with Trey Young. You might make it to the Eastern, and I said this a couple weeks ago. You might make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You might make it to the Western Conference Finals. But if you are the sole contributor to your team, it, it's like a it's like a crash diet. It will work. If you got enough, if you are if you are a good enough player, it will work. But eventually, it might work for a while. It might work for longer than people expect. But eventually, it will snap. Um, it, it, it's too. It, it's it's. You cannot the player. It's too one player dependent. And we've seen this with Damian Lillard. We, we're seeing this kind of with Trey Young. We're seeing this with Luka. It's not that they don't got stars on their team. And we've seen it with LeBron. It's not that they don't have other good players on their team. But they, everybody, like, okay, let me give an example of this. The Suns have this perfectly. Like, the Suns aren't the best three-point shooting team, right? Like, they're not even close to the best three-point shooting team. But you know what they have? A two st- the, the the tandem that you have and Devin Booker and in Chris Paul is incredible and it's interesting because like Chris Paul isn't the best point guard in the league, right? And Devin Booker, as great a shooter as he's, he's not the best shooter in the league. But hey, one one's not work. I mean, you saw that the other day in that game. They just took over, right? And, and the Warriors had that with Clay and Steph, and uh, you, you know. Even the Bucks, they kind of had that with Giannis, as great as he is, they had that. Uh, and you see that kind of with, you know, you're seeing that with the Sixers, Joel Embiid's out now. It, listen, when your star is out, it's understandable why you lose games. But if you're a franchise, I, I'm a believer in, look, a star... If you're paying your stars with some money, he's got to go out there and perform. But I'm also a believer in, look, man, uh, if you're not going to get your team, if you're not going to get your team, uh, your star player, some help, I'm not saying you got to give him an all-star team. I'm not saying you got to give him a team that you can build a dynasty with okay i'm not being unreasonable but you got to give him a player that 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 when he that he can go to the bench for more than five minutes without having to worry about the game getting away from from him um 
and some of these star players right on the NBA, man, they need it. They need it desperately. Uh, uh, like Jalen Hurts, for example, he gets AJ Brown. Okay, he he finally gets a receiver. Where it's like okay, he's not going to be out there running for his life. They they improve the defense side of the ball a little bit. I didn't say that they had to give Jalen Hurts the Legion of Boom. I didn't say they had to give Jalen Hurts, you know, uh, <laughs> Jerry Rice. But they got him a star receiver. They got him some on the defensive side of the ball, and now he can watch them perform. I I I really believe that whether it's a quarterback, uh, whether it's a pitcher, whether it's um, whether it's a quarterback, whether it's a pitcher, whether it's uh, a, a star player in the NBA, you don't have to surround them with all stars, but they need the piece. They they need the security to say I can go to the bench and rest <laughs> without having to worry about all the work we put in this game being gone. Okay, and uh, some of these players right now in Bay, man, they are dying for that. They need that desperately. All right, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Red Zone Radio. I greatly appreciate. It. By the way, I'm picking Grizzlies over Warriors. I'm going with the John Morant's going off. I know it's one one. I think these next two games are going to be split one one two, and I think it's it's going to go back to Memphis two two. It's going to be really interesting. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Radio. I greatly, truly do appreciate Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. If you listen to today's episode, it truly does mean a lot that you care about what I have to say uh, on this podcast. With that being said, uh, I would like to just talk about – I'd like to just – one more thing here. Um, I'm just going to a quick bio verse. This is uh, from Romans, verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. What does this verse mean? Why is it so important? You know, this verse, it's interesting. This verse, this verse can pretty much sum up the cross. It can sum up what that means. But let me try to explain this. And if you, please just uh, hold on and keep listening to me for a few more minutes here. Because um, I, I think you're going to find great value in this. You know, a lot of people, and I know Easter was a couple weeks ago, but a lot of people, I think, they know the story of Jesus they know the story of the cross, but they don't really understand it. Um, they don't really understand what it means for them. So let me just explain to you. The moral law, which is the Ten Commandments, which I know we've all heard of. We've all broken because we all have a sin nature. Well, when you break the law, there has to be a punishment. A lot of people say, oh, I'll get to everyone by being good enough. I'll get to everyone by doing this. Well, the reality is, and this is this is the fault with other religions, is that your good deeds cannot outweigh your bad deeds. They just can't. And even if they do, it doesn't atone for the bad deeds that you did. Okay? And so, what does that mean? Well, we've all broken the law. We've all lusted. We've all used God's name in vain. We've all done bad things. And so, what does God do? 
Well, he's just. So he's got to judge that. And the punishment for that is hell. And, but, but what does he do? What's the fix? The fix is that verse right there. For all of sin to fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. What does this mean? When Jesus died on the cross, he was God in human flesh. He was man and he was God. And <laughs> listen, just, just stick with me. He was man and he was God. So what did he do? He died on the cross and he rose again the third day. So what does this mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means that he took the punishment that was deserved from you and from me and from every person that has ever lived. Okay? He took hell for you and for me. That doesn't mean that you will not go to hell because because he's died on the cross. What does this verse say? Being justified freely by his grace through redemption that is Christ Jesus. Now, it's very easy for you not to go to hell. Okay? But it doesn't mean that, that you can just say, Jesus died on the cross for my sins, so I'm not going to hell. Being justified freely, what does that mean? It's a gift. The Bible says it's a gift that God gives you. Eternal life, saving saving from hell. Jesus died for you and for me. So what must you do with the Bible says, for whosoever call, call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So you got to put your faith in Jesus, confess your sin, repent of your sin, turn of your sin, and put your faith and believe in the Lord Jesus. Um, believe that he died on the cross. And the Bible says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus died and that God raised him from the dead and confess him as Lord, you will be saved. And I just, I really, really wish that if you're listening to this tonight that you would do that, that you would think seriously about this. Um, you know, this isn't always a fun thing for me to do. I'm going to be completely honest with you. This part of the podcast is so important for me to do. It's more important than anything I talk about on here. But I I hate doing it. And do you know the reason why? Because it's uncomfortable because I got to, you know, I love, I love if, if you listen to this podcast and I love it, you know, I, I, I like talking sports and I like having fun. But there's a time when you got to be serious, and this is that time. You got to think seriously about something. Do not, you got to think seriously about this. Are you saved? Have you put your faith in Jesus? Do you know you where you stand with him? Um, you know, it's a free, and I'm not trying to spook you, spook you or anything like that. But listen, hell is real, and you should have fear. Not fear of, you know, I just want you to, if you, you know, the Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And um, if you're, if you've never been saved and, and you kind of, and maybe you've been running from God, you start to feel a little bit of that fear in you, that, that that's not a bad thing. It's actually kind of, you know, Ray Comfort always puts this greatly. It, it's your friend. It, it's not your enemy. It's your friend in this case, because it's encouraging you to get right with Jesus. That's very important to do. You know, a lot of people want to portray God as this. We make him nowadays. People make God their 
oh, that's just a name we throw in a, a thank you speech. I'm not calling out everybody because some people really do thank God, but I'm saying that's just someone that we throw in for an ex, for uh, an acceptance speech. Or, uh, oh, yeah, that's just the self-help guy. Or, uh, yeah, he'll help you get your life back in track. And he will help you with your life. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm trying to say don't think that he's just <laughs> – don't think that he's some big um, – guy with a beard up there that's just that is just okay don't commit the first you know you know what one of the first you know what the commandment says don't commit adultery or I'm just, well that it does say that but one of the commandments is do not commit idolatry and when we try to act like our sin isn't a big deal that's what we're committing idolatry because we're making a god in our own image we're making a god that's okay with stuff and we don't realize that god is just God doesn't like unholiness and it will be punished. But here's the key. It doesn't have to be punished on you. It could be pardoned. Adrian Rogers said this beautifully. He said sin will either your sins either going to be punished in hell or pardoned in Christ, but it won't be overlooked. That could not be more true. And that's how your sin is, that that's how my sin is. And I pray <laughs> that your sin is pardon in Christ. And I hope that you think seriously about this. You know, I really want to encourage you. Don't think that coming to Christ is is a bad thing. Don't think that it's something to be ashamed of. It's the best decision you'll ever make. And I'm not talking about, let me make this perfectly clear, okay? I'm sure you've heard this before. God has a wonderful plan for your life. And I'm not saying that God's not going to watch out for you. Okay, I'm not saying he's not going to he's not he's not going to forsake you. That is not what I'm saying, but I'm saying don't think that it's this like the Bible and coming to God is not some motivational class. It's not some self-help thing. This is <laughs> you needing to be saved, a Savior as well as me, and God provided one, himself, Jesus, died on the cross for his sins. And the uh, Bible says, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and that he is Lord, you will be saved. And just confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe on him, put your faith in him, and repent of your sin. It's a free gift of eternal life pray that you would accept that if you would I just like to quit period dear father I ask that you touch the spirit's heart you convict them with the Holy Spirit and help them see their need for a savior in Jesus name amen if you want more on this I encourage you to check out Frank Turek cross-examine uh questions uh you know if you have a question about God that's a great source feel free to DM me right on our radio or check out living water story comfort you get an idea of what I was trying to do today uh please think about this seriously thank you so much for listening to this episode of Red Zone Radio. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio.